Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So, there are a couple of things I want to talk about today that aren't horrifying and grim. Unfortunately, some of the things we're going to have to talk about are horrifying and grim, like uh, what's going on in Ukraine. Uh, well, what has been going on in Ukraine for a month, but we found out a lot more about it yesterday as the Ukrainians are taking back towns. And now the media is getting a chance to see just how ruthless and barbaric the Russian military has been murdering, raping, torturing. Uh, we'll talk more about that later. It's really quite amazing. And now world leaders all across the world, and I'm guessing populations will be uh, moved, you know, that were already very sympathetic to Ukraine, moved even further. World leaders all around the world, op-eds just coming out, we got to do more. The world has to do more to stop this. And the great stumbling block, paying billions of dollars for Russian energy, that is uh, being looked at yet again, and, and more and more pressure mounting. Again, we'll talk about that down the line. I, I want to talk about Elon Musk. Uh, well, he just bought the largest stake in Twitter. That story just breaking today. And it was kind of interesting. Last week, the news was he was going to start his own social media company, but he apparently decided, hey, you know what I'll do? I'll just change Twitter. Um, but I, I did a deep dive on Elon Musk last night. I don't know why I'd never read about him in the past. He is the world's richest man by far, which makes him interesting on its own. But fascinating background and family and everything like that and i locked myself in a tesla over the weekend and couldn't get out so i want to tell that story too it all fits together wow wow that sounds crazy i ended up locked in the back seat of a tesla in the dark and i didn't know if i would just die there Hmm. which would have been unfortunate not (laughs) it's just luck that i got out it's blind luck here's a uh an inflation joke for you see if you like this over the weekend Elon Musk bought a $3 billion stake in Tesla. I went to the grocery store and bought a $3 billion stake. I know. Huh? Yep. Huh? <laughs> went to the grocery store yesterday. Little grocery shopping. Not a lot. Not a lot. Some cereal. Thing of bacon. Some power bars. Loaf of bread. Normal stuff. Mm-hmm. $190. Oh! What? Woof. What? And then I filled up, I'd filled up my Ford F-150 pickup truck, and it cost $125 to fill it up. So so I spent $300 filling up my truck with gas and getting a few groceries, not even that many. Wow. Wow. It's Venezuela. Yes, this Michael. is Joe Biden's America. Yeah, huh? I'm starting to see more of those I did it stickers. Joe Biden stickers yeah. at the grocery store now. Yeah, I did. at the grocery store. Yeah, <laughs> I did that at the grocery store. Yeah, meat, meat department. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yes. <laughs> oh boy. So speaking of Joe Biden, good transition, everyone. Here's his chief of staff on with George Stephanopoulos yesterday, being asked about his son. Is the president confident Hunter Biden didn't break the law? Of course, the president's confident that his son didn't break the law. Uh, But most importantly, as I said, that's a matter that's going to be decided by the Justice Department, by the legal process. It's something that no one at the White House has involvement in. These are actions by uh, Hunter and his brother. They're private matters. They don't involve the president. And they (laughs) certainly are something that no one at the White House is involved in. Okay. (laughs) I poorly introduced that. I could have been talking about George Stephanopoulos' son or Ron Klain's son. But we were talking about Joe Biden's son. Who was Hunter Biden. And is in trouble. So I'm going to read a little bit from Jonathan Turley's piece in The Hill that came out last night. He's the 
law professor at uh, George Washington University, and I think one of the straightest shooting legal people out there. I mean, he said things that were good for Trump. He said things that were bad for Trump. Same with Biden. Including saying at the end of this long piece, I'll maybe I'll cut to that, that uh, there's nothing yet that's going to put Joe Biden in trouble. It might happen, but nothing yet. But Hunter Biden is in serious trouble. Which could be its own kind of trouble for the president. Now, let me read a little of this. I thought it was interesting. Biden's absolute defense of Hunter leaves media and Justice Department in a muddle. We absolutely stand by the president's comment. With those words, White House Communications Director Kate Bedingfield reaffirmed that President Biden maintains his son Hunter did, quote, did nothing that was unethical and never made any money in China. Jonathan Turley says those claims appear demonstrably false, which is a nice way of saying it's a lie. Bullcrap. I suppose the president could just be, mis- be in the dark about it. Those claims appear demonstrably false, and they make the positions of both the media and the attorney general, Merrick Garland, absolutely untenable. Something has to give. Well, now, she claimed, Bettingfield claimed that Hunter made no money in China, right? Right. That's demonstrably false. The president, even if he didn't know at the time, he should know by now. Well, and as an emailer, and full credit, I wish I'd thought of this, said, so Hunter Biden travels on Air Force Two with Joe Biden, cuts all sorts of giant money deals with Chinese communists, and Joe Biden never asks him about it because it might be uh, untoward, unethical, conflict of interest, blackmailable, etc.? Yeah, never asked. I don't know. I've 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 read a lot about these uh, high level politicians. It's amazing the things they don't talk about to try to stay out of legal problems. I mean, it's weird. It's un. It's 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 not normal conversations that people don't have with each other to stay out of legal problems. It's, it's yeah. Very what's weird. that term that they use? They throw around uh, uh, knowing uh, in, unknowing or something like that. <laughs> yeah, intentionally keeping the boss in the dark. Yeah, yeah, that happens a lot. You don't bring it up so that they can legally make and honestly say they don't know anything about it. Things that in any normal circumstance you would know about. So who knows? But uh, back to Jonathan Turley. For the media, the ongoing investigation of Hunter Biden by the U.S. attorney David Weiss in Delaware has presented a growing danger of self-indictment over its prior coverage. Weiss, the U.S. attorney has called a long line of witnesses before a grand jury, and there's a growing expectation by everyone on criminal charges being leveled at Hunter Biden. Thus, the New York Times, the Washington Post, CNN, and other media have faced the embarrassing prospect of having Hunter being indicted based on a story that they previously suggested was not a story. It was just Russian disinformation. So suddenly, they had no choice. In recent days, they all rushed to declare the story legitimate, 18 months after, of course, they squashed it and claimed it wasn't. But they, they were dumb bastards. You know, we talked about it a lot last week, but their, their hand was forced because they were going to be super embarrassed. I mean, how do you, you can't you had to clean it up last week. You can't clean it up next week. If Hunter gets indicted and then you say, I guess that story was true. <laughs> well, and don't let Twitter now owned by Elon Musk and uh, and Facebook off the hook either. They banned any discussion of the story. What quickly has emerged, though, since the media has all decided, oh, the the laptop is real, those emails exist, Hunter Biden is in trouble. But what quickly emerged, according to Jonathan Turley, was a new narrative. None of this implicates President Biden. 
On CNN, White House correspondent John Harwood declared there is zero evidence that Vice President Biden or President Biden has done anything wrong in connection with what Hunter Biden has done. It is important, but not because it was true. While many media figures now willingly admit the legitimacy of Hunter Biden's abandoned laptop story, they are avoiding what the emails found on that laptop actually contain. Hundreds of emails referencing the big guy and all that sort of stuff that we've talked about in the past. So they're staying away from that part of the story for now. Well, and Tony Bobulinski is going to be under oath at some point, and he is going to make it clear that, yes, Joe Biden was involved in the family business. He was regularly updated. Jonathan Turley talks a lot about how it's the oldest game in Washington, D.C., influence peddling. Practically everybody does it. You trade off your mom, wife, husband, whoever's in office and make money off of it. And and he says here, the key in any influence peddling scheme is to protect the principle. People apparently were told to avoid directly referring to President Biden. In directly referring to President Biden, uh, they would cause problems. In one email, Tony Bobulinski that Joe Giff referenced, then a business partner of Hunter's, was instructed by Biden associate James Giller not to speak of the former Veep's connection to any transactions. Don't mention Joe being involved. It's only when you are face-to-face. I know that it's weird, but they are all paranoid. Boy, how do you explain stuff like that? Wow, I I think Turley's doing a fine job of explaining it. Instead, the emails apparently refer to President Biden with codenames such as Celtic or the big guy. Or in one uh, different, uh, different than the big guy, the, uh, another big guy reference. I didn't know Celtic. Well, that's a good Celtic's a good one for the old Irishman. I like that. That's a good code name. Well, and I understand in some uh, some paragraphs he was referred to as Joey had a bad at a calf care. Um, as vice president, Joe referenced this a little bit ago. Joe Biden flew to China on Air Force Two with Hunter Biden who arranged for his father to meet with some of his business interests. Hunter Biden's financial interest in a Chinese-backed investment firm, BHR, was registered within weeks of that trip, yet President Biden repeatedly insisted that he never discuss such dealings with his son, a claim Hunter Biden has contradicted. It's possible that Joe Biden is so good at this game and so trained in the ways of Washington, D.C., that you just don't talk about it in any circumstances where he could ever possibly document it. Bingo! But anyway, here's the here's the stuff that I uh, particularly wanted to get to. The new narrative suggests that while Hunter Biden maintained one of the largest influence peddling schemes in recent history, it did not involve the object of the scheme, his father. Even if President Biden was not influenced by all this, it's hard to believe that he didn't know his son was selling access. In his book, Hunter Biden claims his father repeatedly intervened due to his addictions. And yet we're to believe that Joe Biden did not express curiosity about how his addicted son was raking in millions from foreign sources. Right. He seemed to have a really nice house and an expensive car and quite the lifestyle as a crack addict. How does that work? Doesn't matter how many divorces and baby mamas you leave in your wake, you still have lots of spending money. Really nice car, cool suits. How do you do that? The point is that President Biden really did not have to ask. Hunter Biden had nothing to sell but influence. All President Biden had to do was to facilitate such schemes was to be accessible, to allow his family to deliver face-to-face meetings and photo ops. And uh, he wraps up with, we don't know yet whether or not they'll be able to connect this to Joe Biden, Uh, but he definitely thinks Hunter is going to be indicted. Yeah, well, it seems like, and this is just based on what I've read, obviously, I'm not a forensic accountant, but uh, he's absolutely going to get hammered for tax evasion. I mean, super giant tax evasion, a rarely seen charge. (laughs) (laughs) 
you uh, know, like, you know, all that means is don't vote for Hunter Biden for president unless you can tie his dad to it. Well, well although, no, the, see, that's a, that's a, an interesting point, and you're right in a way, but you're also completely wrong in a way. It reminds me of the point that uh, who who made this point? Oh, it was uh, Bill Barr made the point. He said there's a tendency in modern politics to want to move everything into the legal arena. Mm. And uh, to the rules of evidence and beyond a reasonable doubt and the rest of it. Whereas if it's just as obvious as the nose on your face, as the sun rising in the east, that, that Joe Biden runs a crime family uh, in which, you know, his name never appears in ink. Well, that's fine. Well, he, you, I, I certainly think the fact that his son and his brother made themselves wealthy off of selling access to him, even if he wasn't involved, that's not cool. That's not a good look. I don't want you in office just for that. Right. I I think most of this is moot because he's so freaking old, Joe Biden. <laughs> right, right, right. And he's not going to be around much longer. And, 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 and mentally speaking, he's not much around now. He's gonzo! Which, uh, thank you, Mr. President. <laughs> he's which brings, gonzo! Which brings me back to a point that uh, I keep bringing up and Jack keeps poo-pooing. We need to have the greatest bipartisan uh, uh, Congress of Congress in history. Uh, more important than the Constitutional Convention, get together and figure out how to get rid of Kamala and appoint <laughs> Somebody who's not a freaking idiot in the vice presidency because they'll be president soon. Yeah, that's that's a good one right there. Uh, a lot more stuff to catch up on. Um, uh, duh. I saw something breaking news, but uh, too, take too long to explain. Stay with us. Trust me, it's interesting. Our text line 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. In Los Angeles real estate news, rocker Adam Levine just bought Rob Lowe's old house. Talking about Rob Lowe. I really like Maroon 5 music, by the way. Adam now, Levine. Talking about Rob Lowe. Adam Levine bought Rob Lowe's old house for $52 million. Hmm. I didn't know Rob Lowe had that kind of money. I didn't know musicians today had that kind of money. $52 million. Yes. What's the square footage on that? Seems a little high. Hmm. Well, it's obviously like all these homes are. It's a compound, really, but. Yeah. Uh, speaking of real estate, a couple of inf- interesting things. I read a great uh, little primer on why real estate is so high and rent so high and it's rising so much faster than average incomes. And they talk about the pandemic and how policymakers responded to it. Oh, there's a punchline at the end of this, by the way, worth staying tuned for. Uh, and uh, policies, uh, pandemic played a large role. Dropping interest rates near zero to stimulate economic activity meant better mortgage deals, drove demand higher. People suddenly working from home decide to spend stimulus money, canceled vacation savings on a condo or a house of their own or, or an addition to their house. On the other side of the ledger, worker shortages and supply chain disruptions drove up costs, delayed construction, limiting supply. Then inflation arrived, further increasing the price of both labor and building materials. And the pandemic was just, you know, pain on top of pain. The 2008 housing crash, uh, market crash, put many builders out of business, drove construction workers to other professions, creating a years-long depression in housing stock and making it much harder to ramp up for increased demand. So the demand skyrocketed even while supply was stunted. 
and all those things work together. Um, and, and quote, uh, chief economist at uh, Redfin, a real estate company, said people are expecting there to be some kind of bubble burst, but there isn't really a bubble. Ah. We fundamentally just don't have enough homes. Ah. Yeah, I know. If you want to know if something's a bubble, count the number of people saying it's not a bubble. <laughs> but then here's your punchline. <laughs> I love this. I love this uh, article in the Minnesota Post, St. Paul, whatever. Um, I'll just read it to you. When St. Paul's rent control ballot measure passed in November, it contained a unique provision for national rent control policies. There was no exception for new housing construction. Typically, in order to make sure that new homes still get financed and built, rent control policies only apply to older apartments, either exempting buildings for a certain amount of ter- uh, time, etc., etc. Uh, with the passage of this rent control ordinance, there's now a useful real-world experiment taking place. Was the conventional wisdom true that rent control would reduce housing construction? Yes. And if so, to what degree? A lot. Well, y- Yes, says the conservative, greedy, greedy capitalist. Or is it possible to apply rent control to new housing without impacting the new apartments that cities like St. Paul need? Building permits in St. Paul are down over 80%. Over 80% in a time where you can charge whatever rent you want. Your ridiculous, unicornian, utterly unrealistic schemes don't work, friends. They don't work. Rent control shouldn't even be discussed anymore. It's so solidly defeated yet. Oh, yeah. Major cities continue to try it and talk about it. If you miss an hour of the show, grab the podcast at armstrongandgetty.com. Armstrong and Getty. Okay, Vladimir Putin's official Twitter account. Ban? Don't ban. Okay, so he's a war criminal murdering thousands of Ukrainians. So I'd say ban. Don't ban. Yes, good. Why? Um, because he's a world leader and Twitter doesn't ban world leaders. Exactly. You see, we support the powerful over the powerless. But didn't you ban Trump? Yeah, after it was a lame duck, and so he didn't have any power anymore. Hashtag not my president. Isn't that hypocrisy? Eh, it's a gray area. What does that even mean? It's a thing you say when someone says, isn't that hypocrisy? Also, you just hate Trump. Okay. <laughs> That's a, a satire mocking of the idea of a uh, Twitter employee trying to hire some, some new people to work there and trying to get them to understand who gets banned and who doesn't. It's very simple. The people we like stay. The people we don't like go. Which might have something to do with why Elon Musk is now the biggest stockholder in Twitter as he bought about 10% of the company today for $3 billion. Twitter shares have soared to 25% on news of that for whatever reason. Last week, Elon Musk, who is the world's richest man, he has $270 billion currently. Do you remember when the world's richest man had like fifty billion? That seems like a, a cup do. of coffee ago. Now Elon has two hundred and seventy billion dollars. I have no billion dollars if we're keeping count. <laughs> just just an zero, un- unimaginable amount of money for the fifty-year-old. Although I didn't realize till I was looking at his Wikipedia page yesterday, he's got eight kids. So you got to have a good income if you got eight kids. Oh yeah, eight think kids of the grocery like, bills. Yeah, it's a lot of kids. Um, but so Elon tweeted out last week. 
Given that Twitter serves as the de facto public town square, failing to adhere to free speech principles fundamentally undermines democracy. What should be done? He tweeted that out to his 80 million Twitter followers and um, got a lot of, why don't you start your own company or why don't you buy Twitter? He also tweeted out, free speech is essential to a functioning democracy. Do you believe Twitter rigorously adheres to this principle? 70% 70% said no, 30% said yes. You know, you're self-selecting from people that follow Elon Musk, but sure. they also happen to be right. Because mm-hmm. free speech is not on the mind of uh, of Twitter. No, the guy running it, whose name I can't recall, so he took over from starving, living under a bridge-looking Jack Dorsey. <laughs> this guy has said openly, no, 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 we're not about free speech, we're about the right speech being heard. Essentially. Do you think Elon is for a free speech or just the kind of speech that he enjoys being heard? Uh, I think he would be much more sympathetic to contrary views. I think so, too. I definitely think so. be interesting to see if this has any impact whatsoever on anything. I don't know. I was hoping he had a bigger stake than 10%. I mean, he might be the largest individual shareholder, but it's not like he's got 51%. Right. I don't know. I have no idea what his plans are, though. I don't, and, you know, I don't know anything about that. How you go about taking over a company? Maybe you start there. I don't know. Well, if he just shows up at every shareholder meeting or uses every opportunity to hammer them for their policies, they'll get so much negative publicity out of that. That might be enough. So his sister is famous. I I ended up doing a Wikipedia on Elon. I'm surprised I haven't read about him. I should read a whole book about him. I mean, he's he's one of the most fascinating people of definitely this generation, right? He's mm-hmm. If we go to Mars, it's going to be Elon Musk, most likely, that plays a major role in getting us there. He's the first person to crack the whole electric cars can actually be a thing thing. Uh, and a number of other things. And he's, you know, insanely wealthy. Um, Will the rocket to Mars make fart sounds when you use the uh, turn signal? Probably. Probably. Certainly when you press, you know, the button for blast off. <laughs> How could it not? Uh, his, his sister's famous. His brother's famous. His mom was famous. I didn't know that. He grew up very wealthy. His mom's one of the world-famous models from way back in the day. Really? Yeah, Hmm. I didn't know that. And then he went to a couple of different colleges, got out of South Africa, where the family is from, and uh, ended up going to Stanford, where he was working on a PhD, and that was right when, like, Silicon Valley was taken off, and as a super genius, obviously. uh, I mean, he's proven that he's kind of forward-seeing in that way. He thought, this is moving too slow, this whole getting a Ph.D. at Stanford. I'm just going to jump in. Mm. And he did. And he ended up with PayPal and all kinds of different things, if you know how that story. And it has built this. Um, I got a chance to drive the, um, uh, the, the, the coolest, newest Tesla that they got out now. Their flagship model for the car company that is worth more than the next 10 car companies added together, which is... Really hard to wrap your head around. I wish I had any idea if it was a good idea to buy Tesla stock now. I was told like eight years ago, no, 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 it's way overvalued. Oh, yeah. Way overvalued. I remember that lunch. <laughs> Thanks for that good advice. <laughs> Moving <it> up. <laughs> so um, the newest, coolest uh, model of the Tesla, which they're hoping to like really also crack the code on full self-driving and all the different sort of stuff. I don't know. I, I didn't try that out. Um, they're uh, they're they're insanely fast, which people have known for a while. The biggest problem I had with the newest the, the yoke steering wheel. Have you seen those? Mm, no. He re- reinvented the steering wheel for the first time in 150 years. They're no longer round. They look like the Batmobile. They're kind of like 
rectangular with the little handles on them. Seems very gimmicky to me. I mean, you can drive with it, but I don't see any step forward from the wheel. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't, th- I don't think I'd like that. I'm a, I'm a hand-over-hand guy, just like they taught me in driver ed. Whether that catches on or not, I don't know. But I did accidentally lock myself in the back of the car. I had uh, uh, was in the garage in the dark, and what I was actually doing was watching a movie on the screen because I'd heard people doing that because the sound system is so freaking awesome and the new Mm. giant screen they have it's like the best place to watch a movie so you're in your air-conditioned seats that are super comfortable with this great 4k screen and a great sound system and you watch movies in your car but entertainment turned to terror right after this quick word from our friends at simply safe if you're okay with that turn to terror U.S. News, PC Magazine, Popular Science have all ranked Simply Safe Home Security as the best home security of 2021. And now U.S. News just weighed in for 2022 as well. Simply Safe protects your whole home around the clock, every door, every window, every room, customized to you. Yep, they are the best. And yet, less than a dollar a day, you can get Simply Safe. Set it up yourself in around 30 minutes. Never a long term contract. You can even try it for 60 days risk-free to see if you like it, and if you don't, you send it back free of charge. Simply Safe is the best home security out there. And the best 24-7 professional monitoring in the business, ready to dispatch the cops, firefighters, EMTs to your home, whatever you need. Uh, you'll always know what's going on with a wireless outdoor security camera. If somebody approaches your front door, they'll alert you on your phone. Fabulous. Customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. Go today, claim a free indoor security camera, plus 20% off with interactive monitoring. That's simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. Click away. They're nice people. Simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. Now, I'll admit that I'm a Tesla fanboy, but I'm also just really interested in where, you know, various investment things are going for the future and whether or not is, is it, are we going to get to all electric cars by 20? What did Washington commit to? 2030? No way we're going to be there by then. But and Canada it, said 2035, bunch of crazy Canuckers. Man, that's going to change a lot of people's investments. We switch from gas powered vehicles to, uh, to electric vehicles. Anyway, um, so I was checking out all the uh, latest, greatest technology on their on their newest uh, model, and I was in, I, so I thought there's a screen in the back seat for the kids to be able to watch a movie too. So the new ones have you have your Netflix on there and your Disney and everything like that, and so you can watch it uh, show. So I, was, I thought I'll I'll try sitting in the back seat, and I I had the lights off in the garage because it made the screen look better. So I get in the back seat, and I got the movie on, and um, for some reason, being the back seat, it thought I had left the car because there's nobody sitting in the front seat. So eventually, ah. it just turned everything off. And then it was pitch black in there, and I and I well no big deal. I'll just get back in the front. I couldn't figure out how to open the door. I had no idea how to open oh. the back door. You don't. It doesn't have normal door handles. It doesn't have normal anything really. And I was there for quite some time before I was able to accidentally touch something that allowed me to get out. I was in pitch dark, just feeling away. I thought wow, I might die in here. I might my skeleton finger at various points. My skeleton might be found. In this super high tech car, and I'll just be—I'll just be bones and rotting skin. Wow! Having wow. to starve myself in a puddle of urine, probably because at some point I'll have to use the bathroom. He shut the garage door and started his electric car, thinking he'd gas himself, <laughs> forgetting it was electric, and evidently he just stayed in here until he starved. I don't like change for the sake of change. Apple does that all to me all the time. I feel like they change things in my phone and the software just to t- try something new. Maybe some of y'all just like things changing. It makes you feel it's cool to have things. I don't like change for the sake of change. If it doesn't make it better, leave it the freaking same. I, th- I, would, I would say the same thing about freaking door handles. What's wrong with the old door handle? Anybody have a problem with the door handle? <laughs> 
I got to admit, the first time I got into Tesla, I, a Tesla, I stood there looking at it for a while, thinking, no idea. <laughs> What do I jab? What do I pull? I started by kind of chuckling to myself. Well, this is kind of funny. It's pitch dark, and I can't figure out how to get out. But as the minutes went by, it started to get less funny and a little more of a, this is actually a problem. I don't know how I'm going to get out of here. Wow. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Technology. Our slave or our master? Our slave's probably a poor image. Our employee or our boss? If you died that way, I can only assume that would be the sort of story that people like you would do on their newscast or their uh, their radio station. A man died in the backseat of a Tesla because he couldn't figure out how to open the door. <laughs> That's the story. Sorry, and then you'd make fun of how stupid he is. He got what he deserved. Uh-huh. Exactly. That's kind of sad, but man, what an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Were, were you willing to call the fire department to rescue you if it came to it? I didn't have my phone. I didn't have access. To, I didn't have my phone in me. So I... I I'm telling you, nothing but your skeleton. Exactly. Spiderwebs. My clothes, like around bones. Yeah. Rats, probably. Probably rats. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'll be interested to follow how the whole Twitter thing turns out. And if Elon has any ability to sway the direction that they go, that that video, can we link that at armstrongandgetty.com? That was the best satire I've seen about the whole Twitter free speech thing. It's in the, it, it, There's no justifying it, well, other than the way they state it there. We block people we don't like and keep people that we do. Although, how do you like Putin? How do you like the leader of Iran? I mean, how, how, you can't like these people. Well, it's it's not that they like them. It's It's a question of who they despise. And who they despise is anybody right of left. In the United States. So they're free speech, unless it's somebody we don't like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like the friend of mine who's vegan, but eats bacon because it's delicious. I appreciate his so, you know. uh, uh, consistent inconsistency. But to ban Trump, but leave on the Ayatollah saying death to America, death to the Jews. Yeah. It's just, come on now. Why does yeah, that guy idiotic. need a Twitter account that he can speak to anyone? Right. Right here, here. Oh, that uh, parody, by the way, absolutely brilliant. It was from the Babylon Bee, not a coincidence. They have been banned multiple times by Twitter for uh, ruffling the wrong feathers. Uh, Breaking news. President Joe Biden is calling for a war crimes trial against Russian President Vladimir Putin based on the information that came out in the last 24 hours. If you haven't seen any of the videos, I don't know if you ought to watch them or not. I mean, they're, they're, they're pretty damn rough. Uh, you thought the war was bad. You thought bad things were happening. Boy, 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 seeing it up close and in person as the Ukrainians take back these towns. Um, but well, so, I'm calling for an Indian leg wrestling match between Putin and Vladimir Kalichko, and it's as likely to happen as that trial. I guess maybe you have to say that so people talk about it. It's on the record and all. But what is Putin going to show up with his attorney, turn himself in? I'm just ha- I'm glad to see that happen just because I want to make sure because he's done some bad things in the past and then he shows up at another G8 G7 G20 whatever meeting mm-hmm. right, and you know he gets to go to the Olympics and shake hands with people or host another big sporting event I want him to be so far outside of the mainstream that he's just done for the rest of his life there's no way and I don't think he will I, I spent a lot of time on Ian Bremmer's uh, Twitter feed and uh, over the weekend, Ian says these sanctions will never go away. Europe is going to be off of Russian energy by next winter, and it will never come back. Wow. Um, good. And so Putin's done. Whether he recognizes it or not, I don't know. He ought to be done. He's a horrible human being. 
I hope he dies today. Well, he'll be done on the international stage, but the uh, history of this sort of thing suggests that he will remain in power, and indeed his power may even increase inside of a weakened Russia. And maybe um, working with China for the near mm-hmm. future and the complete, Absolutely. The yeah. complete bifurcation of the world. But that's a different topic for a different day. Uh, much more on the way. We're going to talk to an expert about Russia next hour, by the way, for Hour 3. If you ever miss an hour of the show, you can grab the podcast at armstrongandgetty.com. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Officials are saying that Vladimir Putin is being misinformed by his advisors about how badly the Russian military is performing in Ukraine, which is kind of like Will Smith's agent telling him, you crushed it at the Oscars. During his acceptance speech, Will Smith said, love will make you do crazy things. You know what else makes you do crazy things? Crazy. I agree with that. Not enough attention being turned to just, you're a nut, dude. You're a nut. You lost your head. You got some crazy going on in there, and you took it out on poor little Chris Rock. I came across another account saying uh, Jada Pinkett Smith doesn't have alopecia at this point. It's gone away. It's just an attention thing. Well, I don't know. Well, what am I? My, I have a friend who's a dermatologist who is uh, completely certain on that point. Play five, Michael. Play joke five from Saturday Night Live. That, uh, Can we stop pretending everybody knew Jada had alopecia? I mean, as much as we heard about Jada and Will's personal lives, you can't expect us to retain everything. <laughs> it's like Kanye saying, don't act like y'all didn't know I had psoriasis. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Am I supposed to know about the hair condition of his wife? <laughs> yeah. To the point where you get a beating if you don't. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Again, earlier today, Jack brought us the study that uh, that there is a culture in America. Part of America thinks uh, Will Smith was absolutely in the right, and it, it depends on income and education and, yeah. and that sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's it, that's, and, it's not cause and effect, but it's different subcultures, no doubt. Yeah. Yeah. Is violence justified if you've been, quote-unquote, disrespected? Part of America says yes, absolutely, to the point of gun violence, as uh, Sacramento learned once again uh, over the weekend, and, and city after city around the country is is retaught. Uh, from the Department of Some Hope, at least, uh, this story's mostly hope, then not as much, but it's uh, Venice Beach, beautiful uh, Venice Beach, Los Angeles. The music is back. The social media influences are back. There's tennis being played in the tennis courts and handball in the handball courts. The weightlifters are back. The hat shops are back open. Last summer, L.A. County Sheriff Alex Villanueva sent his homeless outreach team with a promise to clear the boardwalk within weeks. It took months, but with some help... Uh, from local uh, service centers, concerted efforts from local councilman's office, and the fact that the cops were saying, go, you gotta go. Venice Beach is back to being Venice Beach. Where am I supposed to go? Somewhere else. I'm perfectly fine with that answer. Not here. Yeah, exactly. Now, it's gone from uh, going on 300 bums and junkies living right there on the boardwalk uh, to none during the day. About 90 people filter back through the night. People who live a block or two inland, on the other hand, are not as happy as it appears that the junkie camps are now going to the medians. A line of RVs is a block inland where you've spent a zillion dollars on a small home. And they've even set up a bike chop shop operation to process all these stolen bikes there. Awesome. Uh, But the boardwalk is clear. 
And then this, it's progress, as I've often said, the best way to discredit progressive policies is to implement them. New York is looking at rolling back the big progressive bail reform thing that they did. It's just not working. They're seeing crime explode uh, after banning cash bail for most misdemeanor and nonviolent felony offenses, saying it would reduce racial disparities in the criminal justice system. But now after Republicans and police blamed the law for several high-profile incidents, including some brutal homicides, the governor is proposing letting judges set bail for more repeat offenders as well as for people who are accused of a larger list of gun crimes. In other words, if you get a violent junkie who's hurt lots of people, you put him in jail before he rapes and kills somebody. Not after. See, that's I'm going to talk slowly now. You don't wait till after he rapes and kills an innocent person. You do it before. So congratulations for regaining some level of sanity in New York. They're they're considering this. They haven't done it yet. Major crimes in New York City up nearly 20% this year. Shooting incidents are up 71% compared to last year, which were skyrocket high compared to the previous year. So they're doing something. In 20 seconds, who's going to win the basketball game tonight since you've been actually watching? I think uh, Kansas's depth will run North Carolina ragged if they keep up a fast pace. It's an 8 seed versus a 1 seed. Kansas deserves it cuz they got screwed when they were the number 1 seed when COVID hit and they canceled the tournament 2 years ago. So they deserve what? it. What? Armstrong and Getty.